Hello and welcome to episode 17 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. I'm Johnny Bunnell and I'm joined by Chris Watson this week. Hello. Chris, uh, nice to see you back from your break. Have a nice time. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was lovely. Excellent. Um, we're, still, we're still missing a person. Well, we are missing a person. And uh, after two weeks of, of insults for, for the pair of us for, <laughs> for taking some time off, uh, Steve Nicholson isn't here. And what was it? The, the phrase shocking, I think, was what he said about taking holiday during the football season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now's your chance yeah. to, we should to point have out, We should point out that he's not, he's not going to miss a game, though, because he's going to be... Uh, He's going to uh, be back for the trip to Barnsley this week. You sound just like Steve, you know. Well, I, I, you know, I know he would he would want me to point that out because he has a very proud record of not missing game for about fifty years, I think. Well, do you know what we were actually talking about that uh, over the weekend? And he was saying that since two thousand and one, I think every consecutive league game, yeah, he's done. That's true. Which, uh, that's that's some record, but yeah, he's not here today, which is obviously the most important uh, thing but that he's missed. We'll try and we'll try and do <laughs> justice in his absence. We will endeavour to. Uh, right, so let's talk about uh, Burton Albion on Saturday. Then a one 0 victory for for Derby County. Uh, late goal from Johnny Russell, uh, and it was a case of eventually breaking Burton down. Indeed. Well, I, I must confess at this point, I wasn't actually at the game, but I'm so sad that I uh, I have. I've watched the highlights in detail, and so I, you know, and, and obviously read read all about it. And I think it looked to me like the game went as I as I think many people thought it might have gone. Uh, Burton had not been conceding many goals away from home at all, mm. but hadn't been scoring uh, themselves, um, but had been very difficult to break down. I think it was probably no surprise how they approached the game, and it was always going to be a case of could Derby break them down? Obviously. They couldn't break down Ipswich on the Tuesday night, um, and uh, so there was pressure on them to to uh, to get a result. And they managed to do it. They left it late, but they mm. got they got the job done. They got the three points, and, and which was the most important thing. And you know, as, as you rightly said before that, it, it looked like it could be another frustrating afternoon at, at the office for Derby, especially after the defeat in midweek to Ipswich. But I suppose uh, a club in the Championship the size of of Derby and Gary Wright will know this that they're going to have to get used to to teams coming to Pride Park Stadium and effectively doing what QPR, Ipswich, and Burton have done. Sure, sure. I mean you say that about a lot of teams. I'm sure I'm sure teams go to Wolves and try and stop Wolves from 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 doing what they do well, but but uh, but it hasn't been working, has it? And you know it's all about it's all about finding a way to win, isn't it? And um, I mean, you know, Derby've got another win on the board, and it's—I think it's seven wins in ten games now, which is, you know, a fine return, really. So, although there have, you know, there have been a couple of disappointments on the way, and you know, there might still be more to come from them in, in an attacking sense. Um, it's a, it's another important uh, result, really. You mentioned seven wins in ten, and I'm pretty sure that every time we do a podcast, I seem to mention their recent run, yeah. but. Seven wins in, in the cha- seven wins in ten. Sorry, in the championship. I mean, that it is some going, isn't it? It's brilliant. And I think it, it's two only two defeats in thirteen. Um, Correct. Yeah. If I remember that rightly, and and I say people people are going to talk about you know losing at home to Ipswich, mm. losing at home to Reading, and of course they are, they are disappointments. But you are going to get those along the way. Uh, now, if 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 Johnny Russell hadn't scored that late goal, mm. and, and if we'd been talking about a nil nil draw against Burton, I think. <clears throat> you know that, that that would 
that would obviously be a disappointment uh, to fans having you know if they haven't managed to get a win from those from those two back to back home games. Uh, but the fact is they got the they got the win and uh, it now set, you know sets them up nicely uh, going to Barnsley this weekend. Mm. And, and on Johnny Russell, he was obviously one of three substitutes that came on during the game. Mm. I mean, to have that sort of strength in depth and to have somebody like that that can make an impact and score. I mean, it shows the squad derby have got you know to be able to bring on Bradley Johnson and Sam Winnell as well, who were both coming back from injury. It's uh, it, it is some squad. I know people say it's quite a big squad but some squad nonetheless yeah I, I mean one of the criticisms of Johnny Russell in recent times is he, he hasn't scored enough goals mm. um, you know he, he always gives his all for the team there's no doubt about that um, and he has you know been part of some very you know important moments um, for Derby in recent years um, but he showed his worth coming off the bench and, and getting a really important goal um, and uh, he'll be pushing he'll be pushing for a return to the starting lineup because obviously Andreas Weimann has, mm. has come in, in in recent weeks and, and done fairly well, um, but um, I think Gary Rat said after the game that you know Johnny was unlucky not to start against Burton and, and he's given himself every chance of um, of pushing back into the into that starting lineup uh, for the next game. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll mm. see what happens there. It's uh, it's healthy competition though, isn't it? You know, like you say, to to be sort of rivaling somebody like Andreas Weimann who's come back into the side and he's he's done sort of really well since coming back in. So to it's almost like Johnny's looking from the side and thinking, right, well, when I go on, I need to make an impact, which he has, which can only be a good thing for, for the club. It is, it is a cliche because you, you talk to players and they say, it's great to have this comp- competition, <laughs> it spurs you on, and you sort of think, well, do you really think that or do you wish you just had a, an easy run in, t- in the starting lineup? But, yeah. I, but I think it does, it definitely does have that effect of, um, of, of really really motivating the players to do well and like you say come it when they when they come on they think I really need to make an impact here try and get back in the team and then <clears throat> when you do get back in the team you can remember all too well what it was like yeah. sitting on yeah. the bench so you want to do everything you can to make sure that you don't end up end up back there yeah you mentioned uh, an easy run in the team I mean that that sort of leads me quite nicely onto the next point and one man who certainly hasn't had that uh, at all is is George Thorne yeah. Um, he got his, his first league start in 18 months against Burton first league start since he, he broke his leg against Ipswich Town I mean it's it was just sort of great to see him back out on the pitch and I'm, I'm sure that yeah. you'd agree with that absolutely yeah yeah. I mean we've obviously been following George's progress mm. very closely and he's had <clears throat> he's had an, uh, some tough times and a number of setbacks along the way um, this season of course he he um, he came through he came through a he started pre-season, sorry, uh, then picked up another injury, which which set him back. He eventually came back, played a couple of under twenty-three games. Then he played in the in the Carabao, Carabao Cup game at Barnsley. That was his first, that was his first team return. He's still been building up his fitness with the under twenty-threes, as, as we know, and um, got his way into the first team squad on the bench and managed to come on and and get a few minutes under his belt. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as we expected, he'd kind of been looking. Stronger and more confident with every bit of action he was he, he was getting for the first team, and um, Guy Wright had said he's gonna you know he's gonna get a start at some point, but mm. it's it's a case of when because because um, the, the midfield pairing of Tom Huston and, and Joe Ledley had, had been had been pretty effective, but he got his chance um, against Burton coming in for Tom Huddleston, um, and um, 
you know, he certainly didn't didn't do himself any harm, mm. and, and I think as we've just seen, he's been named in the in the AFL team of the week, so yes, that yeah. can't can't be too bad. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, no, and, and you were at the game, Johnny. I don't know what you, your thoughts were on on his performance. Yeah, I, I thought. Um, I mean, to, to start with, it was just great to see him starting a league game, being back out on the pitch. Obviously, he's been sort of a, a substitute appearances. He made in the last three games. I think he's made seven substitute appearances before that. Um, he, he controlled sort of the, the ball from midfield, which, you know, no disrespect to, to Burton Albion, you would expect him to do. Uh, I think I said to you earlier, I can't really remember him putting a, a pass wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he looked good, and I, I do think that it was the, the perfect game to, to bring him back and start in. I mean, I spoke to him afterwards, and, and he was very complimentary of, of Gary Rowett's management of him. You know, he said about this. He was drip feeding him back into the team, and I think that's that's spot on, and, and that's sort of good work from from everybody at Derby County because you don't want to rush somebody like that back. The, the amount of time that he's he's had out on the sidelines and sure. the the struggles that he's had to sort of go through with injury, um, I think that they've they've yeah managed him very well, and hopefully, touch wood, that that he can sort of hold down a place in the first team or at least challenge the, the other midfielders for a, a well I was going to say I suppose the question is now does he keep his place for the next game um, bearing in mind it's you know a full week between games um, it's an it's an interesting one for Gary Rout, isn't it really it is yeah I mean they Derby beat Burton and George Thorne started the game you know if he's if Gary Rout's going on what he's done pretty much all of the season he hasn't really changed a winning team so it will certainly be interesting to see what he does. Tom Huddleston uh, didn't come off the bench on Saturday, so I mean maybe he'll be more fresh for the game. Whether he starts George Thorne twice in in a week, I don't know. We'll, we'll sort of see. But as you know, as I said before, again it may be this sort of drip feeding him back in. He might come on after sixty minutes against Barnsley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that that midfield conundrum will will certainly be an interesting one to see. What Gary Rout does, um, I mean, just on George Thorne, we don't sort of know because we haven't been in this position. But as a professional footballer, I mean, he must have encountered some seriously difficult times over that period of injury, mustn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you forget he's still a relatively young player, but he's already been through a hell of a lot in terms of in terms of injuries. I think he he had a bad injury at West Brom. Before he came to Derby, and of course, Derby, you know, Derby will have been aware of that when they signed him mm-hmm. initially on loan. Um, he came back from that. He had a great loan spell at Derby, and you know, the fans were clamouring for him <laughs> to be signed. Um, Derby, you know, subsequently signed him, and then um, he did his cruciate knee ligaments, um, you know, on um, in pre-season, just just days after. The signing mm. had been had been announced, which is which is an absolute hammer blow. Not you know not just for the club, but obviously for, yeah, for him yeah. himself. And and it's got to take um, it's got to take its uh, its toll on you. And um, and I know that um, you know no player wants to be seen as as being sort of injury prone, no, sure. if you like. And the fact is, is, you know, his latest injury, a broken leg, you know, going in for a you know a challenge with an opponent. And that's just bad luck. Really, mm. there's nothing you can say yeah. about that. And then subsequently, you know, he, he had setbacks with that, with very, you know, with, with his recovery. And of course, you don't, 
you can't anticipate these things either and so it, it's got to there's got to be some real low moments but yeah, hopefully yeah. you know days like Saturday mm. um, you know make it worthwhile for, for, uh, for people like George and the thing is we all know how good he can be don't we so we just yeah. sort of hope that he gets back to that level indeed yeah when he's at his best he, he does look sort of very comfortable mm. it's almost like it's effortless he just kind of cruises around sort of glides around the park and yeah. sort of just directing operations and that's what that's what you want to see him do um, and um, and obviously yeah the, the more he you know is that vicious circle because he's only going to get there by playing yeah. more games mm. um, and by that I mean you know a number of of championship matches 90 minutes you know consecutive consecutively whether he gets his chance to do that now remains to be seen and just looking back on on the Burton game as a whole obviously the the victory temporarily moved them up to fifth before Bristol City beat Middlesbrough in the evening game Uh, but but it kept their their three point cushion in in the playoff places over seventh place Ipswich Town which at this stage of the season it's uh, it's a good place to be in yeah it's good I think um, you know we still have um, we're obviously engaging with fans all the time on social media and through our website and just fans chatting, are engaging just chatting with us. Work. Well, indeed, and um, and um, you know there still seems a bit of negativity mm. around the place and, and a feeling that they're not they're not quite sort of hitting the straps and 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 I know I mean Gary Rout himself has said you know he keeps saying there's more to come from us there's more to come for us and, and I think that's right but you have to look at the run that they've been on and it's an impressive run of results. Um, they've got to be up there pretty high in the in the in the division's form table. Um, they've forced their way into the mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Now they're looking to see if they can try and stay there. Obviously, the gate they've, they've played the game in hand now, so they're sort of on a on a level um, footing in terms of in terms of that. Um, and they're in the top six as it stands. You know, if the season finishes tomorrow, mm-hmm. they're in they're in the playoffs and in with the chance of promotion. And um, especially after having a. You know, a, a bit of an indifferent start to the season when people started wondering, well, is it going to be a mid-table season yeah. or even or, or even worse? Um, I think that um, you know the signs are certainly positive mm. from, from that point of view. And that that game in hand that Derby did have took place last Tuesday, home to Ipswich Town. We sort of briefly touched on it earlier, but you know, it was a, a disappointing home defeat, wasn't it? Even if you take into consideration Ipswich's staggering record at, at Pride Park. I was going to say, you do get certain uh, certain teams that you play against and in the back of your mind, yeah. you just think, oh, they never beat these lot. And, and I mean, I've seen Derby go to Portman Road and turn them yeah. over on a, on a few occasions, but, but I mean, it just seems one of those things that Ipswich, when Ipswich yeah. seem, to, seem to enjoy coming to Derby. Um, Despite recently. different players and different managers. Well, exactly, it's, exactly. It's, just, it's, it's bizarre. It is a, it is a bizarre one. Um, but they're, ha- they're having a decent season, mm. you know. I mean, they, they're another team that seem to come in for a bit of stick from their fans and the manager comes in for a bit of stick. But mm. um, but they seem to be they seem to be doing very well, um, very well this season. So, I mean, obviously a disappointing result any time you lose at home. Yeah. It is disappointing. And I think, for me, the fact that it came on the back of the Middlesbrough win was what would yeah. really... If I was Gary Rat, that would irk me a bit because... I mean, it was they were on such a high from that going to Middlesbrough and winning three mm. 0 winning comprehensively against you know a team that's deemed to be one of their sort of main rivals. Yeah. Um, Vidra hat trick, 
first win at Middlesbrough since what was it year two thousand or whatever, and um, you know everyone was was it was on such a high after that. You sort of thought, well, where can this team go? Where can mm. they go from here? And then to go and you know to come back in front of your own fans and, and lose the game, it 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 is um, it is galling. But as I say, these setbacks will happen in the yeah, championship, yeah. and we've we've seen that, and and, and you, it's how you how you sort of re- react to that and come back. And of course, they've come back with a win. And, and a few days later, and, uh, and quickly sort of got it out of the system. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very similar to the the Burton and, and QPR game in the sense that Mick McCarthy was never going to send his, his team to go out all attacking. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everybody knew that. But Ipswich, as they've shown throughout the course of the season, they just had that little bit more quality than Burton Albion and yeah. Queens Park Rangers have got. So when the chance came their way, they took it. Which, yeah. uh, yeah. That's sort of what what any team would 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 want, isn't yeah. it? You know, any and manager would want. And I think that the timing of the goal was, yeah. was was bad for Derby. Of course, of course, it's always bad to concede a goal. It's always bad to concede an early goal. Mm. But but in terms of the way the game was going to go, I think the you know Derby Ipswich, you would imagine, were going to sit back. Derby were going to try and break them down. And as long as it's nil nil. I think that Derby would have still been relatively comfortable thinking, well, we can get mm. we can get to these. Um, but as soon as as soon as they've conceded that early goal, suddenly Ipswich have got something to hang on to, and they're going to defend, you know, twice as hard if that's possible um, to hang on to that lead. And then of course Derby are thinking, well, we don't just need one, we need two, and maybe like a bit of desperation can can creep in, albeit you know subliminally possibly, but. Um, yeah. um, but it's a difficult one, and, it, and of course, it's a goal from a set piece as well. I imagine the defender, you know, they're always ones that probably um, probably irk the, irk the defenders as well. Yeah, I mean, we had business reporter and, and Ipswich Town fan Paul White on on air last yeah. week, and he was sort of previewing the game, and, and you know, we said, who do we need to look out for? Who should Derby be aware of? And uh, the first name in his head was goalkeeper Bart Bielkowski. Yeah. And in well, fairness, well thank you very much. I've, I've been practicing that one upstairs. Um, and in fairness, he, he got it bang on because he made a terrific save from from Tom Huddleston, uh, a deflected effort in the box, and and that earned his side three points. Well, Paul should know because I used to play five a side football with him, and he was and he was uh, a very good goalkeeper actually. Was he? Used to call him safe hands. Yeah. Oh, that's safe interesting. Hands. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I didn't learn something every day. You do. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah um, he's a good. No, he's a good goalkeeper, mm. and I think if you've if you've got your goalkeeper in in good form, um, you know, particularly for away games, mm. then that's not a bad base to kind of uh, to kind of build from. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of ifs and buts over the course of the championship season, and, and a lot of teams could say, oh, well, if we'd have won here, then this would have happened, and you know, if we hadn't have conceded this, that could yeah. have happened. But just looking at, at Derby, and if they had have picked up those three points against Ipswich yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. They'd now be third in the league, yeah. which, yeah, I mean, it, it sort of takes you back a little bit, doesn't That's, it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for a, for a footballer and a football manager, I think it's important not to yeah. dwell on these things because otherwise you drive yourself mad. Um, and I'm sure they will have all moved on quickly. I say they've now they've now won. They've since won a game, so yeah, they, they, yeah. they don't have to dwell on it too much. But but yeah, you're right. In that, if you look back and think, oh, mm. if only we'd got that, if only we got those three points. Um, but I say the way it's going at the moment, actually, 
mean, Derby's form in, in general has been good, but actually yeah. it's been, their away form has been better than their home form yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, recently, which is uh, which is an, which is a strange one. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you hope that they they don't look back on that and and um, end up regretting it. But then, as you say, you could point to other. Yeah, absolutely. Other, other yeah, I mean, it was and, um, it was just because it was the game where in they hand. may have been lucky. You know, we, we so, yeah. we've talked about games previously in the season where they might have been lucky to get a win or sure. um, or lucky to get a draw. So, but it is all ticking along nicely, isn't it, at the minute? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just about sort of keeping it on an, on an even keel, and mm. um, I think what I think what the fans are kind of hoping for is that sort of that brilliant performance all round performance mm. that really gets them excited and thinking this is our year and I mean, you could have, well I was going to say you could argue that happened that happened at Middlesbrough um, and they were and they were very good at Middlesbrough but I say I think the pro- I think the problem with that is is it had been for the fans it had been nice if that had been at home yeah because yeah, more sure. of them would get to see it um, because perhaps they don't appreciate what's gone exactly mm. they may have seen the goals but might not necessarily appreciate what's gone into what's gone into that victory and I think they disappoint having a disappointment at home against Reading mm. at home against Ipswich it, more people see it it sticks in more people's minds um, but no I think they're going along nicely and they say they get, they're away, they go away to Barnsley mm. this weekend and I think I imagine they'll be pretty confident Lovely stuff Now moving on to our Derby County web chat as with last week we uh, picked out three of the, the best questions that were, were asked uh, for our weekly Rams web chat which takes place on a Monday afternoon we tend to record the podcast on a Monday evening so what we have decided to do is pick out three of those best questions and, and ask them uh, on the podcast uh, and Chris is going to come up with some superb answers oh, am I? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so no pressure yeah. okay look so uh, first of all it's well there's it's one topic but from from two people Irish Ram and Kevin Holdridge have asked are we going to keep hold of Chris Martin in January? I.e., is there anything in Wolves being back in for Chris Martin? Well, it's an interesting one that it's, that doesn't seem to be going away. And um, yeah, Wolves um, reported interest in Chris Martin. Um, we know that Derby rejected a bid from Wolves back in um, summer of 2016, shortly before he, he went on loan to Fulham. Um, and of course, as we know, you know, he ended up spending the rest of the season at Fulham, signing a new contract with Derby, and then coming back to Derby. Mm. Um, I think he's been linked with Wolves a couple of times since, and um, and it's 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 raised its head again, obviously with the January transfer window looming. Um, of course, Wolves riding high at the top of the Championship at the moment. I think it's been it's been previously reported that they are looking for a, another striker just to just to bolster their squad. Um, going into the new year, as they as they look to to push for return to the Premier League, and it's I say it's been reported that that Chris Martin is one of their top targets, mm. which is a, which is an interesting one because we we've talked quite a bit about his situation at Derby, and um, obviously having been a, an absolute mainstay of the team for um, for three seasons in a row, when he finished top scorer on each occasion, and was an, you know an absolute key man for them. Obviously that's. That's changed slightly with last season, being being uh, being sent out on loan to Fulham. It looked like we, his Derby days were over at that point because, of course, he was initially they said he was he was going to join Fulham at the end of that, or there was a chance of him joining Fulham at the end of that. Of course, that didn't happen, and he came back. And Gary Rout has you know 
spoken quite a bit about him and says he, you know, he, he, he sees him uh, very much as part mm. of his plans. But at the same time, we know that he hasn't he hasn't started uh, many games this season. Um, he, although having said that, of course, he started against Burton on Saturday. But um, but obviously, Gary Rout has been kind of rotating a little uh, mm. his team a little bit. David Nugent playing with uh, with Matty Vidra. He's also had uh, Sam Winnell mm. as an option up front. Um, of course, he's got um, Darren Bent coming back from injury as well, uh, which could give him another option. Um, but Martin, he's still been, you know, he's, he's still been a, an important figure in terms of he's come off, he's come off the bench and had an impact on a few times. He he um, he finally got his goal, of course, the other week, um, ending a, ending quite a long mm. goal drought. Um, and um, I realise this is a very long answer to no, the no, question, no. of which, the, of which the, uh, the eventual answer is going to be, well, you know, it, it does remain to be seen whether, <laughs> whether, he, whether he stays at Derby. I mean, what, what I would say is, I mean, I don't know if it would depend on Gary Rout getting another striker in. If Gary Rout could get another type of striker in, someone, you know, he might think he needs someone with slightly different attributes. We all know about what Chris Martin mm-hmm. brings to the team and what are his strengths. Um, and, and I know that Gary, you know, obviously Gary Rat does have numerous options, but at the same time, remember that Sam Winnell's only on loan. Uh, Darren Bent's coming back from from quite a nasty injury, and he's he's, he's um, um, obviously in the twilight of his career. Mm. Uh, to, you know, for want of a, a, another phrase, of, uh, another way of putting it, um, and he, his, his contract's up at the end of at the end of the season as well. Um, then we've got David Nugent as well who is um, you know 30 plus uh, 32 I think uh, David Nugent so yes he has got options but um, mm. but I don't think he'd want to lose uh, I'm not, you know too many of them if any of them um, and, and also I don't think anyone can Chris Martin is the only I say he's the only I think he's the best player they've got in terms of playing with his back to goal holding the ball up bringing other players into play Um so it, it's an it's an interesting mm. one certainly. Um, the other thing to be considered is if you know if Wolves come in for Chris Martin, you know that might turn the player's head because it's a, cha- a really great chance to get promoted because mm. they're looking very strong at the top of the table. Um, and so you know obviously Derby are in contention as well. But you, you might look at that and think, well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a bit of that, especially. Considering he's not, you know, not getting a regular starting spot um, here at Derby, but um, I think a lot has been talked about Chris Martin mm. and written about Chris Martin and continues to be, and I, I sure. think uh, it looks like there could be uh, there Some could more. be a fair bit more yeah. written, um, talked about um, between now and the end of the end of January. I mean, I mean personally, I, I'd be sad to see him go. I think you know, again, again, we've gauged the reaction from Derby fans, and I think there are a number of Derby fans who who feel that. Maybe his time at Derby has mm. kind of run its course, and it's time to to move on, um, you know, to, to other avenues. But I, I think he's been such a, you know, he's been such a, an important figure for Derby, and he scored um, he scored a lot of goals for them. I think it, you know, if if and when he does go, it's it's, uh, it's a bit of an end of an era. Mm. But I, but I do appreciate, you know, that the, the current manager may want to sort of move. Move on and freshen things up and move in another, in another direction. So it'll be it'll be fascinating to see uh, to see what happens. 
Good answer. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Next then is uh, it's quite an interesting one actually from Patrick who says, looking at the state of England goalkeeping position with Joe Hart looking short of confidence, forced to making mistakes, Jack Butland in and out of injuries at Stoke. Do you think Scott Carson could be worth a punt as third choice for the England squad? That's another good question. That is, yeah. I mean, I think if if Scott Carson was picked in the England squad tomorrow, I, I, it would probably raise a few eyebrows. But I don't think you could have too many arguments mm. with it. Um, whether it will, <laughs> whether that will happen, I'm I'm not too sure. I mean, I remember I, I remember speaking to Scott about this. I think last season. You'll have to excuse my memory and, and um, he's obviously played for England in the past and um, he basically said you know I still want to play for England I think I'm good enough and he, you know he's actually saying I'm getting better as a goalkeeper mm. because as we know goalkeepers tend to kind of peak later on and it's easy to think of because uh, he's played a lot in the Premier League and he's now playing the Championship it's easy to kind of assume oh well he's kind of he's a former England goalkeeper or whatever but I say Scott Carson I know he thinks he's He's a better goalkeeper than he than he was when he was picked for England. Basically, um, I think he was obviously he was Derby's Player of the Year last season by by a country mile, and um, um, he's been very consistent um, again this season, barring you know, one aberration at, at Sheffield United. Um, but so it's not a bad shout actually. But I mean, in all honesty, I'd, you know, I can't see it happening. Mm. Um, I think there is there is a question over who's England's number one goalkeeper at the moment. It has been Joe Hart for some time. Um, I think he's been you know he's obviously been pushed hard by the likes of Jack but- Jack Butland at the moment and Jordan Pickford as well. Two you know younger goalkeepers uh-huh. playing regularly uh, in the Premier League. So you'd imagine that between them, they would they they would possibly have the the, the spaces wrapped up, but. Um, but certainly, I mean, you know, in terms of goalkeepers outside the outside the top flight, he's got to be one of the best. I mean, you you have got to, there are probably other goalkeepers ahead of him if you look at the likes of Heaton at Burnley, um, got Ben Foster at West Brom. Who, uh, forgive me, may, has he retired from international football? He may have done. I'm not not hundred percent sure. Um, he may have retired and unretired. I can't yeah, quite I don't remember. Know. But. Um, but there are, yeah, there are, there are um, probably other people ahead of him in the pecking order. But the fact that we're even having this conversation shows what a good signing yeah. Scott Carson has been for Derby. Because I mean, he arrived from from Wigan, uh, I think in the summer of two thousand fifteen, to, to very kind of little fanfare, um, and, he, and and that sort of sums him up as a player. Really, he's a very sort of <laughs> solid, steady, reliable performer, and just goes about his business and obviously if you're not talking about him too much that's usually a good thing I think yeah yeah lovely and the uh, the final one then is from Daniel Warren who says do you think we will be underdogs should we get a playoff spot come the end of the season yeah it's an interesting one I mean you obviously it's obviously sort of looking ahead and mm. we don't want to be too sort of pres- uh, presumptuous um, but um but no, I think I think in terms of getting in the players, whether you finish third or whether you finish sixth, I don't think it really matters as I think has been proved in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Derby have had they've had some bad experiences in the playoff, but it is experience nonetheless. So they so they may have the edge on some other teams in terms of 
they've been there before they know what it's all about uh, I know the team has changed over time but they've got players who will have had ex- playoff experience with, with other clubs as well um, I think that was one thing that Gary Wright has done is kind of um, he's brought in some experienced players you know people like Curtis Davis and Tom Huddleston I mean I think they were in the Hull team when, when Hull beat Derby in the playoffs and, and went on um, to get promoted that year um, so I think if it does come to that I rather think Derby actually might be one of the favorite, might be mm. one of the favourites. Um, although, as again, it's very very hard to call, and it, and a lot will depend on who else is in it. I mean, if a team if a team drops out, if a team that's been in the top two for much of the season suddenly has a bad end to the season and drops into the playoffs, then you tend to think that they've sort of lost a bit of mm. momentum, and and you maybe would back anyone who was playing against them. Even if they'd finished, you know, somewhere, somewhere in front of them in the in the table, um, but I think it's very hard. It's very hard to call um, when you come to the playoffs. It's it's all down to on the day. Obviously, it's over, the semi-finals over two legs. But if you can get if you can get to the final, it really is just down to the day. As we saw when Derby, well, when Derby lost in the playoff final, and when Derby mm-hmm. won in the playoff final against West Brom. I mean, that was um, you wouldn't necessarily have backed them to win that on that day um, just as perhaps you wouldn't have backed West, uh, QPR to, to beat Derby um, in the manner in the manner that they did but you'd hope that those who have experienced it before um, that would be a benefit to the team you think um, and realistically obviously you'd much rather finish in the top two but you look at it you look at Wolves I think the second I think second place is still not beyond reach, so mm-hmm. uh, you know you'd hope the derby is still perhaps just having a sneaky mm-hmm. look at that. Um, but obviously, I say this, if the season finished now, they'd be in sixth place and they'd, they would play third place. Um, I don't think that would bother them really who they who they came up against and whether they were at home or uh, away, first or second. Um, but I think that, that I say I think that experience and calm heads will will stand them in good stead mm-hmm. if it came to that. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks for for all of your questions sort of for the web chat. Obviously, if you missed any of it, you can uh, recap it all at www.darbytelegraph.co.uk, uh, and we'll pick the the best three again next week to to do on the podcast. So let's have a a, a brief touch then on Barnsley on on Saturday. Derby travel there, and, and Derby fans will more than likely travel in their numbers to Barnsley as as they always do. It's not the first time that they've been to Oakwell this season. Obviously, there was a, a Carabao Cup defeat earlier in the season. Yes, um, yeah, we went there and um, Derby lost three-two. They were winning two-one. Looked like they were going through through to the next round quite comfortably, actually. Yeah, where they would have played Spurs at Wembley, um, but uh, they had a bit of a late collapse and uh, and went out on the night. I mean, I don't, th- you know. Can't see that having any bearing on on this weekend. I think Gary up made eleven, ten or eleven changes that day, um, so it was a it was a very uh, a much changed uh, Derby team. Um, but um, Barnsley are struggling a little bit at the moment. I think they've you know they've um, they've done really well um, since getting promoted to to stay in the division and, and consolidate when they've. Um, you know, lost a lot of their best players. Uh, they've been sold on. Um, 
but obviously you can't you can't just keep doing that hmm. um, and, it, and and you are going to find it tough at times I think they've lost I think they've lost their last four matches uh, including the defeat of the weekend away at Bolton um, which is um, which was obviously which would have been a game that they would have been uh, perhaps targeting uh, to win Um Derby, as we've mentioned, are unbeaten in six matches away from home, which is no mean feat in this division. Of course, that includes wins at Middlesbrough, um, wins at Lee, win at Leeds, win Norwich. at Norwich. Mm. Point, you know, Cardiff. Point away at Cardiff. Point away at Brentford. I forgot the other one. <laughs> uh, what was the other away game? That's five. Yeah. Oh. I've let myself down there, haven't I? But anyway, um, you get the idea. So they've, they've, they've been very comfortable. That's going to book me now. It is, it? it is. I'm trying to think on. of it. I'm desperately trying to think of it. But yeah, carry on. Um, Fulham. Fulham, point at Fulham. Sorry. Excellent. Um, yeah, so I think Derby will be very confident going mm. into any away game, particularly a game, you know, away to a side that's been struggling. I know, obviously, I think last season... They went. They went uh, to Barnsley early in the season and lost. Um, got turned over quite quite comfortably. So they'll have that in their mind, I'm sure, as well as well as perhaps the cup tie. So they certainly won't um, take them lightly. But they'll they need to think back to yeah. Middlesbrough and how they played that day and the result they got there. And um, they've got to be com- they've got to be confident of going there and, and getting another three points. I think. Yeah, it's an old. Sort of football cliche, isn't it? But having played them at their place earlier on in the season and, and lost to them, does does that have any bearing on what on what Gary Rowett does as a manager? I really don't think it does because I say it was, it was a completely different team. I mean, albeit it, that was the that was the game actually. George Thorne made his first mm. team comeback. Um, you know, he's possibly one he possibly one of the few players who played that night who who's in line to to start. On Saturday, so I really, I really don't think it, it'll have any bearing. I mean, he may well just remind them of, of the late goals that they let in, and not to, you know, not to allow that sort of thing to happen again. Um, but no, I think it will be more about looking at the the last game against Burton. Obviously, a win, a clean sheet, uh, and looking at their away form and how well they've been doing away, away from home, and just kind of, you know, go there, frustrate the home side. You know, get the, get the crowd quiet mm. and uh, and build and build from there. And as I say, I think they'll you know they obviously don't want to be overconfident. But I think if you were going to go for a possible away win uh, this weekend, that might be one of the ones uh, you'd go for. So watch them lose, go and lose now. Jinxed it. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, anything else that you wanted to uh, to add before signing off? I was just going to say um, just a word uh, on Joe Ledley. I think. Um, we haven't spoken about. No, uh, you're right. We haven't spoken it, about the God, news that feels that, um, like three weeks ago. Yes. It does seem like I'm sure a lot's happened since then. Yeah. Of course, it's in uh, the wake of the Ipswich defeat. Of course, course. yeah. So um, yeah, they announced um, immediately after the uh, the Ipswich game that Joe Ledley mm-hmm. had uh, committed his future uh, to Derby County, which I think um, uh, I think uh, the majority of Derby fans were, were very happy about. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. think it's uh, a, a very good move. He's obviously been a key part since coming in it's no coincidence is it that he'd, that he'd only lost they'd only lost one with him in the side absolutely yeah well, well I think Ipswich was the first it was, was yeah, the first yeah. defeat yeah. Uh, ironically it was the first defeat um, while, he, while he'd been in the side 
Um, absolutely no coincidence. And I say it's, it's often hard to kind of quantify because of the way he goes about his business. Mm. He doesn't necessarily grab everyone's attention apart from that magnificent beard that he's got. Um, but he, he really has brought in a different sort of dimension to that yeah. midfield and the solidity. And, and in terms, it's, it's helped. I think it's helped the back four out so much as well. Um, particularly, you know, Richard Keogh and Curtis Davis. It just gives them um, that bit more sort of reassurance. Um, it's also, I think, it also, it's also helped Tom Huddleston out as well um, to have someone like Joe Ledley alongside him. Um, I know it, it was an interesting one because obviously he is, he is another player who's um, thirty plus. I think he's thirty. Is he Joe Ledley? I think. I think so. We'll go. Yeah, less than that. Anyway, but anyway, I, I know you know the, the one of the questions was is sort of how long a contract yeah. do you offer him? And I think uh, I think Derby have done right to offer him an eighteen month uh, deal. I think the only the only concern was if if some if another club came in and offered mm. him a three year deal, would he would he uh, jump ship and take that? But you'd like to think that he's kind of bought into what what's going on at Derby, and and, and he seems to have um, he seems to have enjoyed enjoyed his time here so far. Yeah, George Thorne made the point on um, Saturday. It was it's very smart for the club to get it done before January and, and make sure that you know all these rumours that would inevitably come out and, and all these. Absolutely, media yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it, you can't have that anymore. I think that was absolutely right, and it, they they couldn't let it drag on. And especially when when you look back to the the last transfer window and mm. the, the whole Mikel Keefton Bell um, saga, you couldn't risk anything going wrong and if I think if they had been sort of gazumped and someone else came in for him and, and ended up getting him I think it, it would have looked really bad on the club obviously you can't just go throwing around massive long contracts on big wages mm. willy nilly because you know that's what Derby certainly trying to move away from if, if they have been guilty of it in the past um, but I think this is absolutely the right uh, the right thing to, to do and get it done now that you know now he's a Derby County player for the foreseeable future and, and can sort of get on with concentrating on, on the rest of the season yeah, excellent fear the beard that's indeed yeah. fear of the beard lovely stuff right well yeah actually uh, thanks for, for bringing that one up appreciate that anything else that uh, you can think of that we may have missed or you wanted to bring up no any other business I think um, I think we've covered everything so um, just yeah Excellent. just looking forward to having uh, having Steve back next week you know it seems a bit seems a bit empty without him doesn't it but, uh, it does yep yeah. we'll, we'll be sure to sort of give him some give him some stick as he would to us when he comes back or even if he's listening now hopefully yeah, we, we miss you Steve <laughs> Chris misses you anyway <laughs> uh, thanks to uh, thanks to all the listeners for uh, tuning in uh, in the meantime you can obviously keep up to date with everything that we do on social media we're on Twitter at DerbyTailDCFC. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTailDCFC. You can also keep up to date with all the latest Rams news and views on our website, which is www.derbytelegraph.co.uk. And you can also find the podcast on both Audio Boom and iTunes. Just search for It's Black and White. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.